3: welcome at least nothing happened since we last spoke to you actually it did and we did speak to you on saturday so check out our youtube channel please like and subscribe and we love the comments too we've been getting a lot of that over the weekend so here's how our weekend played out uh, amanda and I, good morning amanda how are you
4: good morning dave i'm doing well how are you
3: i'm well So here's how our weekend played out Uh, right about the time our show is done on Friday. You get the major news dump of all news dumps, and that is the Jeremy Pruitt investigation. The notice of allegations coming out from Knox News and good reporting, certainly fleshing that out. And it, it, it really went into the individual infractions. However, it was pretty obvious to have a story ready that fast, that it was intentional to news dump it on a Friday, so that it gets lost. I mean, I understand how the game's played. I've been there. So Amanda and I didn't get to talk about it much on Friday. We got up on Saturday morning, and we've got some thoughts on the Jeremy Pruitt notice of allegations. So, but to me, football season has essentially uh, begun, and I'm I'm good with that. I'm happy with that. I think it was our friend Ryan Brown at uh, uh, the Next Round Live that said, Amanda, he said, this is the last week that we have to go into without a football game. Now, I know it's a Hall of Fame game in 12 days or 13 days, whenever they play that. But it is still football. There are grown men running into each other. And I'm good with that. So we're going to talk an awful lot of football for the rest of the week. But let's do address the 800-pound bald elephant in the room. And that is Jeremy Pruitt. And, uh, Amanda, I just um, uh, I want to get to some headlines and get to some news. But I really was stunned with 18 infractions, how widespread it was. You even get the, the wife involved and that sort of thing. And it just, to me, was uh, just just felt like somebody who wasn't ready for a head coaching job.
4: No, that was very clear. I don't think he was, I think his morals aren't, aren't exactly lining up the best. I, I mean, the good thing is, I guess his uh, marriage is solid because wife's in on it too. So good for him finding somebody that, you know, do the dirty work, but it's not great. It's not a great look.
3: So you're married, so am I. So if if you were to cheat at something at work, would you even tell your significant other?
4: Oh yeah. You'd be honest okay. with me. Uh,
3: what if it was something you were a little ashamed of? You would still you would still tell?
4: Uh, well, I don't I'm not good at cheating because I'm just
3: I don't mean cheating on your. Don't get me wrong. No, but, I
4: know. No, yeah. I'm just saying anything because I'm just very honest and blunt. So hiding anything is very difficult for me, uh, for the most part. So it, you know, it would be hard for me to do anything that I would just be like, David. I just look the other way. Plus, he's nosy and he's kind of like a ninja. Like he will, <clears throat> he's a black belt in karate. You're but sure, huh? he, yeah, he it. I was trying to plan a surprise party for him once and he literally was like so ninja-like that I had to lock my office door and then every time he'd question me, I'd just get mad at him. Yowch!
3: Well, and, and uh, it, is, um, it is another step to say, hey, I'm skimming the register. Hey, honey, will you come help me? which is essentially what Jeremy Pruitt said. So I assume that you guys have never gone that far in any yeah. of your alleged dalliances in terms no. of I, Amanda's not a cheater. This is why we can have fun with this topic. So yeah. I'm not really worried mm-hmm. about besearching her, uh, her resume or her reputation. And yeah. you'll never, never have to worry about the reputation at the mattress place, the mattress place is phenomenal with no gimmicks is 30 to 70 percent off every day they're like two uh, two miles away from downtown knoxville that's easy and the mattress place uh, has over 225 five-star recommendations on google so you know they're what it's all about they are very easy to find on chapman highway so a couple of other news as we get to the starting lineup brought to you by the mattress place today and that is, uh, sad news, but it, it should, should be okay for him as a human. Now, I always wonder what this, uh, Hey Diggs, what's up? Uh, we're just talking headlines. So thanks for joining us. Um, I always, uh, get concerned about two things when you hear about cancer with an athlete. And that's one obviously overall his health i mean is, is he going to survive it which uh it appears as if john mentioned the third will he over the weekend uh re- revealed that he was diagnosed with leukemia but a very curable form so you know anything could change but that is obviously good news it is very curable but then the second thing amanda you and i talked about this over the weekend is what does it do to him as an athlete because we've seen situations where illness has uh, led to uh, a big impact on the field. Eric Berry is one that overcame an Achilles, an ACL, and cancer. And, but I just kind of felt like that, that really tests the desire to play. So I hate that for John Mechie because he's a great player. I hate it for, for him as a person because he seems like a good guy as well.
4: Yeah, I, I, I loved watching Mechie play at Alabama. I loved watching it because um, he was he was exciting. I mean, it was, you know, no, no college football fan can't say that he wasn't great to watch. I hate that he is battling this. This is awful, but I do agree with you. It's very curable, which is great. Eric Berry was one of the best, like, one of the best football players, I think that ever was on Tennessee's campus. Um, but he, you know, after he had the that cancer diagnosis, he came back, but he was never the same, which, you know, I, obviously, that's cancer. that's what it does to you. Um I hope Mity can get through this, but I do think the good part about what's happening, like silver lining is that fans from everywhere, I mean, college football fans, all the rivals, Auburn fans, Tennessee fans, you know, Florida fans, LSU fans are coming out saying, you know, we're so sorry. We support you. We hope you get better. There are a few out there that like one Auburn fan said, we hope, uh, wish they'd diagnosed this before 2017 or something like that. Like really bad, not, yeah. not very nice. But for the most part, these rivals at the end of the day, you realize that it's it's football, and I know we treat it like it's life. But when it comes down to something like this, you know, you have fans from everywhere telling him he, he, they hope he gets better. And I think that's a really good silver lining from this.
3: In a weird sort of way, the timing is better than it could have been. Had this been discovered at Alabama during the COVID year, I don't think a lot of people realize that he's from Canada. And he had very limited contact with his family because of travel laws. So in a weird sort of way, at least he has the funds and he has the accessibility to his family to be there. So there is that. I can't imagine going through. Maybe he would go home. I don't know. But that's pure speculation if he were still at Alabama. As far as the Hall of Fame, Big Poppy makes it. The one, is there one player you rooted against the most? Because as a Yankees fan, mine was always Big poppy It seemed like that guy absolutely would step up to the plate, um, but would step up to the moment every single time. It didn't feel like he ever lacked um, – like the sense of urgency, and uh, boy, he was when he was at the plate, he he was he was scary in clutch situations.
4: I didn't really, honestly, watch baseball that much. Like I, I watched it some. I think there was a guy at, in the Angels that passed away, um, very very young, He was their catcher, and I no, it was a pitcher. Sorry. And so I watched them for a while, but I never really watched baseball growing up because it was just kind of boring. Like I I played softball and it's as a, you know, as a kid, you get real bored with with baseball and there wasn't, there's no baseball team in Nashville other than the sounds. You're not going to go see those guys all the time. So it's just fair
3: enough. The uh, Coming up on the program, we were going to discuss Philip Fulmer. How much is he to blame for the Jeremy Pruitt situation? What is Fulmer's legacy now? And also, should Jeremy Pruitt ever be allowed to coach in college again? I would uh, definitely argue that he should get another chance, but I got a feeling that uh, Amanda Lafrata may see it a different way. And the last thing that I did want to touch base on, just because this is so rare, is the decision by nascar not to go ahead and hand out the trophy to the winner on the track now this is a big thing for nascar back in the news back in the newspaper days if, if you left the race you were supposed to wake up monday morning and read about the winner and the newspaper you weren't supposed to be surprised because of a rules infraction so while nascar will come down on people no question NASCAR typically doesn't take away a win, but that's what they did. And Amanda works for those that don't know uh, as freelance for, for NASCAR. And that's a, I really started to do the research and I couldn't find the last time that's happened. I'm wanting to say like the seventies that they took away a win post race that never, ever happens.
4: No. And I just, I do investigative research. So I'm not on the like, inside of anything. I just if something comes up I investigate it, but yeah, this is unprecedented for I mean, it's been a long time, especially these next gen cars. I mean, when they changed them, a lot of NASCAR fans weren't happy. They they weren't happy with the cars and as we can see through, you know, this this year, the tires have been rolling down the track, literally rolling down the track for these like one lug nut cars the changes and not everyone is happy about it but the thing that people don't understand is that when you are you know the pre-inspection is just you look at the car and you can't take the wrap off the car obviously because you can't re-wrap it right before the race but you look at the car that they inspect the car and the elements they can see the problem with hamlin and kyle bush and if you watched the race at all yesterday you know this they were faster than everybody else, like li- legitimately, Kyle Bush was just leaving people in the dust, which sometimes happens. But when they took the wraps off of Hamlin and Kyle Bush's car, they found something in the front fascia, which I'm assuming they didn't say what it was that they found, but I'm assuming it has to be some kind of weighted down to help the aerodynamics of the car go faster. That's just my assumption. But when like Denny Hamlin spun out like two, maybe one or two times, and you don't do that and come back and just be faster than everybody else, it just doesn't happen.
3: I was was joking with you on Twitter, the three sins that you do not commit against NASCAR, and I was half joking, I don't really know why they were suspended, you would know better than I, but we're always cubic inches on your engine. You couldn't make an engine bigger than the one they gave you. That was, that was like get suspended. And then mm-hmm. tires, if you had a different compound, because everybody was supposed to run the same tires. And then if you were running some sort of super fuel. Those were the three things back when I covered NASCAR that if you did, you were in big time trouble. So I immediately went there, but you had a really technical reason. And I, I trust you. And I, I got confused. Yeah. Uh, You won't get confused, neither will your pet with craft treats, because craft treats is fantastic to chill them out, to calm them down. If it's ride anxiety, if it's situational anxiety, whatever the case may be, your pet will benefit, that's right, from craft treats. So coming up on the program, we are going to just go ahead and dive into it. What is Philip Fulmer's legacy now that Jeremy Pruitt's notice of allegations has been released and it doesn't look really good. So we'll discuss that right after this. Back in two minutes, the presentation of Off the Hook Sports with Amanda Lafrada I'm Dave Hook.
0: There we go.
3: Uh, It is time for today's tough question. And we will post that on our good old Twitter feed, the Twitter universe that is um, ripping uh, me and Amanda from time to time. We actually have gone pretty unscathed other than uh, I saw a post this morning on YouTube that were too silly. So there is. I saw
4: that that. I should be
3: fired on YouTube. Oh, (laughs) you should be fired?
4: Yes, because I suggested that everyone, everyone cheats or everyone's cheated in, you know, college football. And someone said, that's not true. You should be fired. But some other guy came in and was like, I think you believe that WWE is true then. And I was like.
3: Well, I mean, that I mean, first of all, Amanda's a partner. Second of all, it it is um, so she would have to fire herself. Um, So but Third of all, or fifth of all, or wherever we are, everybody has cheated. Everybody, I
4: mean, come common on. knowledge. It's yeah. Common knowledge.
3: So that that's fine. Go ahead and um, get on board now and give me your thoughts via uh, chat and text as we are monitoring you. So, uh, Diggs, we appreciate you. Anybody else that wants to get on board and get your thoughts ready? you can do that. Go to YouTube. Free subscription will get you. A some sneak peeks and we got Josh Ward coming up today with the sports animal uh, Today's tough question, uh, Amanda LaFrada, which is our poll question will post on the Twitter Today's tough question is what
4: besides Jeremy Pruitt, who is to blame for Jeremy Pruitt at Tennessee?
3: Okay. I like that. Cause if we put Jeremy Pruitt, it's going to be 85% proof.
4: Everyone's going to say, yeah, Jeremy Pruitt's to blame, but I have a different take on it. And so I feel like maybe we should go over the take before we put that poll question out. Cause then it, it could change some minds. You never know.
3: Okay. Uh, well, we'll wait on today's uh, tough question. Yeah, uh, It is time to get to something that I wanted to talk about. Please subscribe and like this video if you do, because we talk Tennessee and SEC football constantly on this program. So let's get right to it. Let me start. Bulmer, how much is he to blame Amanda LaFrada for the notice of allegations, the fact that Jeremy Pruitt... It was an absolute failure as a coach, both on and off the field. Uh, how much is Philip Fulmer to blame? I ask you that question.
4: I I would take a, two takes on this. Philip Fulmer is to blame just because of the you know position he was in as AD. He's the one that brought Pruitt on. So he's to blame for that. I think every AD, when they bring on a coach that doesn't quite pan out or causes a uh, mass uh problem in in the program is going to be to blame however philip fulmer is not the godson that every tennessee fan or most tennessee fans think that he is he's not i'm sorry he's just not um he's not been that great for tennessee he he had a good team but he had a lot of talent on that team and he had a once in a lifetime quarterback in peyton manning and he couldn't win the national championship with manning i know he came like T Martin won it, and I understand all of that, but Philip Fulmer has not been just the best thing that's ever happened to Tennessee. And I feel like people need to just get off of that. Just get off of it.
3: Well, now, in all fairness, the national title is a national title. I mean, the, t- t- Tennessee
4: has a national title.
3: Well, I mean, I understand that, and so does Les Miles, but yeah. and that, I mean, you can't just dismiss a national title. Tennessee fans would go through all that they have gone through to be able to get another national title. I, I, I believe they would. And now with I mean, Philip sure. let I mean, let's also don't forget that Philip Boomer in 2001 was uh, a, a very inept half away from playing for another national title. Now they would have gotten beat by Miami and they would have gotten beaten thoroughly. I believe that, but still they would have been in two national championships, chip games in four seasons. So, That would have been pretty impressive. I don't now I'll be the first to say that I think Philip Fulmer loves Tennessee. I think Philip Fulmer loves himself just a little bit more. Okay. And that that's not the worst thing in the world. A lot of people are like that. Okay. But when he came back to Tennessee, I thought it was a lot about Philip Fulmer as much as it was about Tennessee. That being said, I don't blame, as we kind of formulate today's tough question, I don't blame Philip Fulmer as much because he was called. I blame the current administration. The other thing that I think we should put out there, too, as far as other than Pruitt, who do you blame for Pruitt, is is the Tennessee fan base. I mean, you're you're looking at a Tennessee fan base that had a Greg Schiano who, in retrospect, wouldn't have been a great hire, but let's face yeah. it. Tennessee fans didn't like him as a hire, so they brought in this Penn State stuff that scared a lot of coaches. I was told coaches, coaching communities, about Tennessee's fan base, and that's why they had to settle on Pruitt. Uh, Tennessee very likely their administration could have had Mike Leach. I think that via I've been John, fine. yeah, I think that I via John Mike Curry Leach. was done. So I don't if if the do we want to make the three that are most responsible, the fan base and then the administration or Fulmer. I think that's kind of where we're settling. I would put that you've got a fourth as well. I have
4: a fourth. I have a take on this. Yes.
3: Okay, so we'll we'll post all four. But I, I lean towards the administration with a nod towards the fan base because I never saw any, any at all. Proof that Greg Schiano was aware of the just horrible things that were going on at Penn State. Not saying he would have been a good hire, but that response and that and that viral response hurt you as Tennessee with other candidates. That's just a fact. So you you've got a fourth. What's your fourth?
4: I blame the NCAA. Just just flat out. I blame the NCAA. I understand cheating is cheating and I get that, but if we're gonna look at the fan base for being so tough on coaches or being so, you know, <clears throat> hard to coach for, if we're gonna look at Philip Fulmer, if we're gonna look at the administration, no no like single person out of any of that said, Hey, it's you know, it's okay to cheat, you're gonna get away with it, to our knowledge. No one said that to prove it. The NCAA has done everything to show coaches and students and whoever that it's fine to cheat. Back then, before the NIL, it's fine. We're not gonna go after you if you have something like what happened at Penn State. We'll go after you like mm, and then slap you on the wrist and send you on your way. You know, North Carolina was the same thing. There there's been countless times and many schools that have cheated or have been caught and had allegations who've gotten like a slap on the wrist. So if you're, if you're a college football coach, you're going to try to do everything you can to get the advantage for your team. If, especially if everybody else is doing it, everybody else is getting away with it. Why would you be the one that, that gets the, you know, that gets the punishment.
3: I blame the administration because I think that they are ultimately the ones that call the former football coach to be a CEO. And that hasn't been a thing for like 20 years. That used to be the thing you would go from coach to athletic director. I mean, that hasn't the CEOs run those positions now. So I would blame the administration. I do want to get back to Philip Fulmer's legacy for a moment. What does this mean for Philip Fulmer's legacy? So I'll go ahead and tell you that you and I are probably, uh, we probably have different stances on this, but before even the Pruitt hire before he was an AD, I thought they should have built a statue for Philip Fulmer because he won a national title. You roll your eyes for those that are watching on video twice. But I think a national title is is worthy of that. Is his past checkered? Yeah. I mean, it is a little bit. And there, there are some good points to be brought up about why he shouldn't be celebrated as heavily as i think however i think a national title is a national title and if you win a national title just in my mind i don't care if it's vanderbilt south carolina alabama or who it is i think that's that's worth the statue so i will stand by that even though i think he does blemish slightly his legacy because of the ad debacle. And so today's we, not, and today's tough question is not going to be statue or no statue.
4: No, it's going to be who's to blame for Philip Fulmer, and I think we have the four the four yes. people that we think's most to blame. Um, with the NCAA coming in at fourth, because I feel like they are to blame. When you when you put a culture out there and you say here you can do this and get away with it, then why not do it and get away with it? What's holding you back? Your moral high ground? No, probably not. Not as a coach. I just, no. the Shiano, let's just go back to the Shiano question. I There was something else that was like stirring that pot too, besides the stuff that happened to Penn State. There was something else, and I can't remember what it was, but there was something else that was stirring that pot. I don't think Tennessee, I think they dodged a bullet in Shiano. I mean, I do. I think they dodged do. a bullet.
3: In retrospect, I do too. But at yes. the time, I thought it was a solid hire. I know that Ohio State was doing all they could to keep him. So they really. thought highly of him. But in, in retrospect, they definitely dodged bullet. Hindsight 2020. But at the time, if you take away all of the Penn State stuff, that I, I've i never seen proof he was at all involved in the cover-up. If you take that out, he was a solid candidate at the time. He was more solid than Jeremy Pruitt. I mean, he had coached in the NFL. He had he had revived Rutgers. Then Jeremy Pruitt. I mean, yeah, as far as resume,
4: as far as far, I as, mean, resume. as far as resume. But Jeremy Pruitt, look at what he did. You know, everywhere he went as a coordinator, look at look at how he you know defensively. Look at Alabama. Like you can't you can't just say like, oh, Jeremy Pruitt didn't have a resume. He he did well defensively. Where he well, made, and that's what Tennessee was lacking. Yeah, so, he,
3: left, he left Florida State after one year for a reason. And I don't uh-huh. want to get into that. And, and I give Saban more credit for any defense in Tuscaloosa than I do the coordinator.
4: I mean, I agree with that. I agree with that. But if you're looking at resumes, just the resume without really diving into, you know, the other causes for his success at places, it looks pretty good. I mean, it does. It looks pretty good. And all Tennessee fans were excited when Pruitt came on. I remember. It, there Ooh. was so much hype. Yes. There was well, a lot they, of hype around it.
3: Yeah. I wasn't excited the first time I interviewed him. I thought, this isn't going to go well. And that was before he got... G- that was before he coached his first game. All right. So, in the end, Philip Fulmer, how much is he tarnished by this notice of allegations specifically how much is his legacy tarnished i don't think very much i think you either i think you either you either liked him or you didn't before that and um again i put it on the administration so i I, you know that philip former ultimately what here's the legacy was successful as a head coach, was aggressive to the point of maybe being nefarious to get the head coaching job at Tennessee. Won a national title, was competitive, got snitched away on from
4: other
3: it. People. Sn- definitely snitched on other people. But that was the way it was, you're talking about Alabama. Yeah. That was the way it was supposed to be done, actually, back then. But he did snitch on other people, and at the end of the day, he was an athletic director who made a really bad hire. So. Is Philip Fulmer, in my opinion, still one of the all-time greats at Tennessee? Absolutely no question. Uh, Would Philip Fulmer, if he could go back, take away that AD position? Probably. He did help some non-revenue sports, but ultimately it's about what you do in football. So today's tough question is brought to you by Big Orange Phillies. Big Orange Phillies, they know it's tough to get out of the office for a long time. They're good at getting quality food fast. That's Big Orange Phillies. And fresh ingredients, casual shouldn't mean stale food options. Great taste is the name of the game. And they're committing to stepping up to the plate. They do that. You stay a while with darts, billiards, live entertainment, karaoke. So, I you know we got a bunch of listeners on board now. So, if you want to share on Facebook or retweet, we certainly appreciate that. As we continue to grow with Amanda LaFrada, I'm Dave Hooker. Coming up today on Off the Hook Sports.com, we'll have a feature piece on David Cutcliffe. What if. Tennessee would have hired David Cutcliffe instead of some guy that's name uh reminds with uh well it almost rhymes with Goofy Dooley. Doesn't really rhyme with Goofy does It no, not at all. No, not
4: no, at all. No, no it's
3: terrible. No. Goofy Dooley. What happens if they didn't hire Goofy Dooley? Because David Cutcliffe, I know, would have taken the job at the time and Tennessee showed a little interest. But not enough. So that'll be on offthehooksports.com. Coming up in two minutes, should Jeremy Pruitt ever be allowed to coach at the college level? Again, I got some pretty strong feelings about that. Back in two minutes, retweet, share, and we'll uh, grow with your friends. Back in two minutes, Jeremy Pruitt, should he ever, yeah, should he ever coach in college again?
2: Gary Viles here Viles Automotive on Callahan Drive. I've been selling cars here in East Tennessee for 27 years. In that time, I've come to realize it's not about the car. It's about you, the customer. So I'm here to take
1: care of you just like family. Good credit, bad credit, you name it, we can get you taken care of. If
2: we don't have it, we can find it for you. We go across the country to get any vehicle that you want. And here at Viles Automotive, we don't believe in fake numbers. We just give you great deals. And as always, we want, we need, and we appreciate your business.
0: This is
1: Steve Rain. I own the Midnight Oil and Michelin Tire Direct service station here in Udawah. It's not a fancy place, never has been, but it's a clean place with clean restrooms and good folks who work here. We sell gas, fix cars, nothing glamorous, but we love what we do and we're going to keep doing it for a long time to come. There's not many real service stations left and that's a shame. We're the guys just like the guys back in your hometown. We'll fix your tire, change your oil, and put a new set of Michelins on your car. If you want a Twinkie, you'll just have to keep on going. Thanks for the business.
2: Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. There's your Air.
3: All right, here we go with Amanda LaFrada. I'm Dave Hooker, as we are going to uh, get to the other big question based off of the Jeremy Pruitt notice of allegations that came down on a Friday and it was 18 level one allegations. That in and of itself is scary. I've never heard of a number about that big, um, but 18 level one allegations are significant, but we're talking about 60 grand. So it is it really that big of a deal? I'd say 60 grand is, was doled out over the weekend by probably two dozen schools. Um, so, More
4: than that,
3: yeah. So that doesn't that doesn't really surprise me at all. Okay, so today's tough question again, which uh, we will post on the Twitter, is that uh, who would you blame? Who do you blame for uh, Philip Fulmer's or the Jeremy Pruitt tenure? So you go ahead and give that to me now, so that I can go ahead and get that up on the Twitter, Amanda. So. You you said other than Jared, uh, because the way you phrased it was perfect. So let's let's go with that.
4: So other than Pruitt himself, who do you blame for Pruitt's actions at Tennessee or say his violations?
3: Okay, so uh, today's tough question is. Other than Pruitt. Who do you blame? And you had uh, the four that we're going to share and let the people vote on, right?
4: So we had Philip Fulmer. Okay. Then we had the administration. Then we had the NCAA. And then we had the fan base.
3: Former fan base. um,
4: Administration. Administration.
3: NCAA and administration. All right, I like where you're going with the NCAA because it it was kind of the wild, wild west. It still is, though. My only issue
4: Worse. with
3: the w- yeah with just picking the NCAA is it's always bad. So I, I don't know that I don't that know where we are going. They
4: should they shouldn't be off the hook because it's all ah, just... what you did there. Ha, ha, ha. Um, they shouldn't, but they should still get the brunt of this because if you, you know, if you let criminals run wild, they're going to run wild. Like, it's just, that's just how it happens. I think we're seeing that all over our country. So, I mean, if you let people, people need boundaries. They need, you know, that's, that's a proven thing. You need boundaries. It's like, as a, as a parent and as a kid or whatever, parents need to have boundaries for their kids. I mean, it's the same way in the NCAA. You have to set boundaries, and you have to give people like you have to give them consequences. If no one's facing consequences, then what do you do? There's nothing. It's just crazy.
3: I've said it before. If I, if there were no cops, there were no police officers, and no speed limit, you know, Chattanooga to Knoxville or vice versa would be an hour-long drive for me. Because if I could, I would go about 110, 120 the whole way, like the. Uh, Eurobond. Uh, so I, I mean, that's what I would do, but I can't. Yeah. You so wouldn't. you're, abs- yeah, you're absolutely. You wouldn't. You're a very safe driver.
4: I'm actually a pretty safe driver, but if you give me like an open road, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it.
3: Never letting you drive my car. So that's scared. The last. The last time I let uh, uh, a young lady drive my car, we ended up in someone's yard. Because wow. she, she wasn't familiar with the term traction control, which means you can't spin the tires out, which is what she was trying to do. So I've instead, never of,
4: done
3: that. instead of doing a 360, and I'm talking about you, instead of doing a 360, we just drove into somebody else's yard. So that was pretty much the end of that. So, so far, fan base and UT administration is getting some serious consideration. So let's get to Jeremy Pruitt. Please like and subscribe if you like this content at Off the Hook Sports, our YouTube page, and you can go to off the Jeremy Pruitt, should he ever, quite simple. I'm gonna make this easy. Should he ever be allowed to coach in the in college football again, in the NCAA again? So he's with the New York Giants now. He's gonna make a handsome salary. He probably makes a quarter of a million dollars for the Giants. I don't know, but he's got enough of a resume where he can have a job making strong six six digits in the NFL for the rest of his life. And he does, he does to his credit, do a good job of teaching pass rushing techniques. But I think that's about the extent of his acumen. So where would, would you ever allow the NCAA would you, if you're the NCAA, would you ever allow Jeremy Pruitt to return to college coaching?
4: Yeah, why wouldn't you? I mean, honestly, why wouldn't you allow Jeremy Pruitt to return to college coaching? I mean, the NIL is sixty thousand dollars a drop in the bucket right now. Like it literally, there's no. Did he have any kind of in these allegations? Was there any kind of sexual whatever? Was there any kind of racism? Was there any kind of anything as far as that had nothing to do with with giving players money or having, you know, like real moral issues coming in. No. So why wouldn't you let him coach? That's I, if I were a school, I wouldn't want him to coach. I wouldn't pick him not as a head coach. I wouldn't say, hey, Jeremy Pruitt, I see that you, you know, you have a, a availability here. Come and coach my Come and coach my football team. No, I wouldn't let him, I wouldn't want him there, but that's just basically for the stuff that he did on the field.
3: I'm yeah. never letting him, if I'm the NCAA, I'm never letting him come back. And here is why, because of how widespread it was. Now, I know the number, Amanda, of 60,000 is a drop in the bucket. You're absolutely correct. I'm not arguing that point. However, I am not allowing him to ever come back to the NCAA and coach. So he's going to get some sort of show cause penalty. I would think that he can't coach for two or three years. I don't know when that goes into effect. We don't even know what the NCAA is. We don't know if his time spent, the Giants, his time served. It should be as bad as they are. But I don't think that um, he would be in a position for it to be so widespread anymore. I think he would be an assistant. If Jeremy Pruitt wants to come back and be an assistant at the college level, I got no problems with that. Um, I I, I do think, though, that if I'm a head coach of said university, I'm keeping a close eye on him.
4: Uh, I think that if I wouldn't allow or I wouldn't want to hire him. But I think if you're looking at coaches, Jim Trussell at Ohio State, if you remember that, that was a whole thing. And he came back to coach. You know, Art Bryles, Baylor, they didn't even they didn't even punish him. Like the NCAA didn't punish him for his sexual assault like allegations.
3: Yeah, and the cover-up was horrible. So let me get this clear. So you don't you, if you were NCAA president Amanda Lafrada, you would not allow him back, but you think he will be allowed back. Is no, that... if
4: I was the, if I was the NCAA president. At this moment, I would just be on a beach somewhere, enjoying my salary, and not caring about college football one way or the other. That's clearly what's happening. However, if you look at the past actions of the NCAA, you're going to let him back. You're going to let him back. I'm surprised you're even going to try to punish him because that's just a joke. Like you're going to let him back. Obviously, so- look at look at who all you've let back in.
3: But well, agreed. But. Would and should are two different words. So, or let's say will. Will the NCAA at one point, because I think this guy wants to be a college coach. You know, his dad was a high school coach. I don't think he's going to like the NFL very much. So I think he's going to try to come back at some point. So I guess it's a twofold question, Amanda. Do you think the NCAA will eventually allow Jeremy Pruitt to come back to college coaching, one? And then two, if you are President LaFrada of the NCAA... I like that. Would you you allow him to come back? So I guess we're dealing with will and should, two two very different things.
4: I think yes on both because just based on the past, you can't hold him to a standard that you haven't held other people to. You just can't. If I was the NCAA president, I'd have to, I mean, go back and – change a lot of things that's for sure because college football would look completely different than it does at this moment however yeah you let him back he doesn't there's no real the only moral issue is sixty thousand dollars handed out to players and your wife like handed them out is i mean did you pimp your wife out No. like i mean yeah kind of yes but did you Oh, not literally.
3: Well, with the last name Hooker, I understand there's some uh, flexibility in those terms. But did they they pimp? Yeah. I mean, she not literally as a pimp, but yeah, he said, hey, I need you to apparently funnel money to somebody. And she did it. It's
4: funneling money. It's funneling money that happened. This happened, what, three, four years ago? And now we're here literally funneling money to players. You can't just go back and say, you know what? That's 60 grand back then as bad, as bad move during, you can't coach in this league anymore. You can't coach in the NCAA. Oh, by the way, hi, here's $8 million for coming to our school. It doesn't make any sense. You can't do that. Like there is no, they have no standing whatsoever on this. They have no, cause he broke a rule. How many other coaches have broken rules? So many. And how many have gone without punishment? Uh, Art so,
3: so ultimately, we're at the will and should co- uh, question. Will and should. Will he be allowed to coach again? Should he be allowed to coach again? It yes sounds like you're saying. Yes. Okay. I want to say will, yes, because the NCAA has no gumption to it. I'm gonna say should absolutely not. if it's that widespread, he's just gotta he he's gotta go you're asking your it's wife to do it you're asking
4: thousand dollars well, that down.
3: of of what we know of
4: yeah, but how many other coaches do you think have done this? They're just better at it
3: um well, I agree with that um so but anyway, so the wheeler should uh Amanda thinks that he will coach again in college and that he should be able to. I'm going to say uh, absolutely not. He should not be allowed to ever coach in in college again. Will he? If, yes, he will.
4: Yes, but if it was something that not every coach was doing or not, you know, multiple people in college football if if they weren't doing this, should he be allowed to coach again? No. But we all know it's happening. We all know it's been happening. Everyone knows that except for like one guy who thinks that that everybody else doesn't cheat. However, everybody knows that, he, that this is a common occurrence in college football. So if this is such a common occurrence, then no, he, he should be allowed to coach. Now, if it was something that wasn't common, like say there was a rape allegation or say there was something else that was very serious, then I would say, no, absolutely, you cannot coach again. However, this is something that is widespread across college football and has been for a long time. The NCAA sitting on their hands and not doing anything about it is why he was allowed or not allowed, but why he felt that it was okay to do. And that's that. That's not, I mean, that's his fault for you know, thinking that, but that's more on the NCAA than it is anybody else.
3: We'll get to this day in sports history. First on or off the hook brought to you by Viles Automotive right there on Callahan. Viles Automotive is absolutely fantastic when it comes to integrity, when it comes to selection, service. They've got it all. They want, they need, and they appreciate your business. Viles Automotive Group on Callahan brings you on or off the hook. On or
2: off the hook. Who's to blame? I leave the It has to be someone's fault on or off the hook exclusively on off the hook sports with Dave Hooker.
3: So I'm just going to tie this into today's tough question. And that is um, when we look at who is most responsible other than Jerry, Jeremy Pruitt, who's on or off the hook. So let me go through these, if I may, Amanda, and you tell me if they're completely on or off the hook. So, Today's tough question, other than Jeremy Pruitt, who do you blame for the pending NCAA issues? Uh, Fulmer with 66.7% of the vote earlier on. I don't even have to ask you. He's on the hook.
2: Um,
3: I think he's on the hook, too. The fan base... You, you may dislike me out there Tennessee fans but I think you're on the hook for this too how about you Amanda
4: I think they're off the hook for this It they're a fan base every fan base has their has their issues however if you're a Tennessee fan you've been dealing with a lot you've been dealing with a lot so let's be honest there's been a lot of a lot of bad decisions made where you're concerned and I, I Tennessee fans have it rough. I'm not going to lie. They've, they've had it rough. It's not been great for them. Like maybe the Haslam thing should have just gone, gone on them out. Should have kicked them out a while ago, but they've had it rough. So I don't blame them for being bitter and I don't blame them for, for what they, you know, if you're crap fan, then I blame you, but there's crap fans everywhere, but I don't blame for most Tennessee fans just feeling defeated all the time because your administration has led you astray so many times. So no, don't blame it on the fans. The fans uh,
3: I'm not blaming it. I think they're on the hook for something. The NCAA, <laughs> I know you think is, is on the hook. And yes. really my, if I made one singular, they are on the hook, but if I made one singular vote, it would be UT's administration. I mean, they're the ones who reached out the former. they, they believe that that was just a a band-aid that they could take care of an issue. When in reality, there was a much deeper diagnosis that needed to be made. So right now, Fulmer getting about 57% of the vote fan base, getting about five NCAA getting about 16 UT's administration getting about 21%. So that's where we are. So this day in sports history, Amanda, um, what have we got going on as we get closer to football season? We'll start to see some fun, fun football stuff at this day in sports history. What exciting happened on this day in sports history way back when?
4: I mean, how far do you want to go?
3: I love going old school, like back when I was born, the late 20s. The late 20s? Yes. Yes, that's that's about when that's about when I was born. So I'm somewhere in. I don't
4: think we should do the late twenties. That's you
3: you get a you get it's funny. You get a lot of um, baseball this time of year. Obviously, did you see that? Did you happen to see over the weekend the grand slam in the park home run with no error? Yes, that is
4: no error. There was error
3: there were errors but it wasn't yeah it, it wasn't recorded as an error so the game? guy, well the guy lost the ball in case you didn't see it it's just yeah. it's bad baseball overall because you can yeah. lose you can lose the ball so i'm okay with that part he lost the ball and it bounced about 20 feet behind him the and question is well yeah the well he thought he had backup so you're supposed to the, another mm-hmm. outfielder is supposed to run behind you backup in yeah. case you drop it and so he's thinking that he just has backup and he turns around just casually and looks and there's nobody there uh that's the first thing they teach you in in little league is yeah. to back everybody up and and they both did of not those players
4: that. are on the hook i'm just letting you know both yeah whoever the, other,
3: whoever the other outfielder was is both also of
4: them on. because they also teach you in baseball that you turn around and you make sure there's somebody behind you if the ball gets past you you're running like you are you are flying towards that ball it does not matter you don't assume somebody's just back there you turn around and you go after it and what did Got he do it. he just was like well i lost it and i'm gonna walk i'm gonna casually walk back like no. i don't
3: i i don't think he knew where the ball was maybe a little bit no. longer than you uh, i i I think he was turning around looking for it like, I, I'm not going to run in a direction that's the wrong direction because I don't think you had any idea. It was it wow. it was, it was bizarre. This Day in Sports History brought to you by Bassey Lawn and Garden Man Alive. It's worth the drive. Bassey Lawn and Garden is right there in Cleveland. Toro, count on it. They've got the residential. They've got the commercials. They've got the hedgers. They've got the trimmers, the blowers. They've got it all at Bassey Lawn and Garden Man Alive. It's worth the drive. Okay, so you had... Today, uh, I'm sorry, you had this day in sports history is what?
4: Yes. So speaking of, we're talking about the MLB Hall of Fame. Someone that didn't get into it, that should have got into it, on this day in 1978, Cincinnati Reds' Pete Rose sets NL record hitting in 38 consecutive games. Yeah. He's saying he should be in the Hall of Fame. I don't care about his betting habits. Get off of it. Yeah. Um, put him in there.
3: Well, and the great thing was hitting in that 38th game completed a 10-play a parlay for him. So he took home $180,000. Gambling joke. There's no yeah, way he I'm should done. be in the Hall of There's no way he should be in the Hall of Fame. That's you
4: are outside your mind.
3: No way. You are outside
4: of your mind.
3: The integrity of the sport. Uh, Integrity's
4: rear end. No, no.
3: I know firsthand he was gambling with children. Um, when he was no, you don't. i do too i used to host a show right. and i do too he used to gamble on ping pong with children and take their money the guy has a problem there's no question that he bet on the reds he's admitted that do he ever bet against the reds it wouldn't surprise me he's a dastardly bad person that should not be in the hall of fame that's where i stand you're not going to change my mind but how, i do appreciate that. was he in he the was, MLB, he's it, incredible then you put him in the hot you know, thing. You know what was weird? Is He'd have trouble finding a place in today's major leagues, which is sad because you swing for the fences or strike out. You could strike out three times in a game, and it's like, eh, just another day at the office, which is so strange to me. I You played softball. I played baseball mm-hmm. and was an umpire. Striking out used to be a bad thing. Now it's just like, oh, I'll walk there, i walk back, and, uh, yeah, we'll go play defense. Um
4: yeah. well, <laughs> the reason – there's a reason these big time like home run hitters have a a batting average of like two point like or 275 or something like that
3: yeah and they're hitting like 650 foot shots so they don't care uh chick is it true that chicks dig the long ball
4: (laughs) Don't
3: (laughs) don't laugh is it true that chicks dig the long ball
4: no i don't care
3: okay you're a happily married person, but if you had I to am. choose, if you had to choose between the ace pitcher and the power hitter, so you're going Clayton Kershaw or Aaron Judge, not based on looks, but because Judge looks like he just forgot something at his hotel. Yeah, but it. between the two, are you going with the pitcher? You had to date somebody, but you're happily married. But if you if you had to date somebody, would it be the pitcher or the hitter, the power hitter?
4: So. I actually married the pitcher. He, oh, uh, he played at Wisconsin. Yep, they they didn't have like a baseball team. They had like a club baseball team or something, and he played at Wisconsin. He was actually the bat boy for the Brewers, and I have like a whole sign thing up here of the Milwaukee Brewers lineup.
3: Nice.
4: Yeah, against I think the Yankees, something like that, and somebody, somebody on here is from Tennessee. I can't remember who it was. Phil Gardner or something like that. It's all oh, signed. Yeah, Phil Gardner. Yeah, yeah, it's all signed back here. Um, but he's the Bat Boy. So essentially, I dated the pitcher and the Bat Boy, and I married him.
3: There you go. Pretty strong. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't really know that. I didn't know they had baseball in Wisconsin. I didn't know they had an athletic department at all. This oh Day in Sports gosh. History is brought to you by Owl's Nest Barbecue. Owl's Nest Barbecue is the place to go right there in Noodle and they have all that you need, be it the pellets, be it the wood chips, the sauce, the rub. That is owls nest barbecue. And it's right next to Steve Ray's Midnight Oil. Thanks for joining us. We'll be here. Like and subscribe so you get the notifications that we're here. Set it on your Twitter as well. We're here every day at nine o'clock with. The very talented Amanda LaFrada and the just-getting-by Dave Hooker. This has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Have a blessed day, everyone.
0: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
4: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky
0: in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry.